Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sportsman. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bigly and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bigly and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning, Valley sports fans. How are you all doing today? Welcome to a We Will Try Not to Trip Monday. Try. Effort. Attempt. Nothing is promised. Nothing is promised. Nothing is promised. Nothing at all is promised. Devin Booker, midway through the uh, post-game press conference last night, was asked about, hey, are you surprised that this was so difficult? Were you surprised with the way some of these things happened tonight? And his response was so fatalistic, he sounded like you being dead inside, Vinny. He said, you know what? I've come to realize that no matter what year I'm in in the NBA, no matter how many playoff games I play, every playoff stretch, every playoff run is going to be a roller coaster. That's what he said. And I thought, yeah, that about sums up the Phoenix Suns. It does. It's that feeling, and we've talked about it in post-seasons past recently, mm-hmm. that when your team loses a game in the playoffs, you feel like you're never going to win again. And when you win, it feels like you're never going to lose again. <laughs> but that leads to the roller coaster because we know that that's yeah. not the case. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, very interesting night. Very interesting weekend in sports, right? Anything, anybody, anything else to say before we oh my get goodness. started here? There's so much to get into. <laughs> Obviously, it's going to be a very, very Suns heavy show, but pretty massive Cardinals development over the weekend, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uniforms are still getting released on Thursday, by the way. Mm. I don't know if they're going to have any players that can oh. them. Yeah. Very they're cool. going to be on mannequins, I guess. But oh, People going, who plays for them again? Oh. Well, what replica jersey should I get? Well, I was going to buy a Buda Baker jersey. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. most unfortunate. How about most that? unfortunate. Yeah. Hold, hold on to that. Time. And you got DeAndre Hopkins. Mm, I want to play for the Chiefs or the Bills. Predictable. Shrug. Predictable. Yeah. But he doesn't want more money. Ring chase. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. He doesn't, right. but maybe he does. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I, the, the Arizona Cardinals, from what I can tell, for all this drama, the, the, they are like a uh, like a, tire, a punctured tire. The, the, the hope inside is fast leaving <laughs> the premises, from what I can tell. So anyway, let's have some fun. Let's, let's talk some it. basketball. Start the show, Jarrett. Splash, splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The splash. Cannonball. Cannonball coming. Cannonball coming. The splash. Brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Yeah, the Suns fall in game one of their first round playoff series to the Clippers, 115 110 at Footprint Center. Kawhi Leonard torched the Suns for 38 points, including two huge threes in a 36 second span with less than three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Russell Westbrook, who struggled in the shooting department, made several gigantic plays in the final few minutes of the game, including a block shot of Devin Booker 
with 10 seconds to go and then throwing the ball off Booker out of bounds to basically cinch it for the Clippers. Kevin Durant led the Suns with 27 points and 11 assists. Booker had 26, but the Clippers take a 1-0 lead in the series. Game 2 on tap for tomorrow night at Footprint Center. It'll be a 7 o'clock tip. Uh, yeah. We'll have a lot of reaction and a lot of different angles to get into because there were plenty presented by both teams yesterday. Uh, Lakers jumped out to a 1-0 series lead over second-seeded Memphis with a 128-112 win. Rui Hachimura had 29 points off the bench, and Austin Reeves had 14 of his 23 in the fourth quarter. More importantly for Memphis guard, John Morant took a fall in the fourth quarter, injured his hand, he left the game. X-rays were negative, but in Morant's own words after Game uh, 1, his Game 2 status is in jeopardy. Yeah, I doubt he's playing in Game 2 the way he acted after that game. The injuries were a story at the opening of the NBA playoffs, as they often are in the NBA playoffs, but for them to happen bam, bam, bam out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Just a reminder how fragile all of this is. Yep, speaking of All-Stars getting uh, injured, Milwaukee's Giannis Antetokounmpo took a spill on a drive to the hoop, left the game in the second quarter with back soreness. Bucks fall to the Miami Heat at home, 130-117. to Giannis did not return. Jimmy Butler uh, did have 35 points to lead Miami, and the Heat lost Tyler Hero to a broken hand in that game as well. Watching, I didn't get to see it live, but what, going back and watching how that unfolded and seeing him suffer the injury and obviously in pain, mm-hmm. staying in the game and actually attempting a three-point shot, it was like, what is he doing out there? But I, I guess you give him credit for trying to muscle through. But man, that was yeah. that was hard to watch. Yeah, Big was. loss for them too. Uh, the Nuggets barely broke a sweat in pounding the Minnesota Timberwolves, one hundred nine to eighty in Game One. Jamal Murray led a balanced attack with twenty four points, eight rebounds, and eight assists for the Nuggets. On the NBA playoff slate for tonight, Game Two between the Nets and Sixers in Philly. Brooklyn trying to even things up there. That game will tip off at four thirty. Then it's Game Two of Kings Warriors in Sacramento with the Kings trying to take a two nothing lead. Game one on Saturday night was fantastic. Yeah, that was, uh, from Golden One Center tonight is at seven. That's and that's why I think that series is going seven. That that was uh, that was just a feast for basketball fans. It was just back and forth shot making, shot making at its best. Yep, energy, crowd going insane. Yeah, it was good stuff. Reverberations continuing around the valley in the NFL after news broke Friday that Cardinal safety Buda Baker requested a trade back in February. Adam Schefter of ESPN reported that this is contract related. Baker has two years left on his deal, but the guaranteed dollars in that deal originally signed in August of 2020 have already dried up. Baker was the highest paid safety in the league at the time of the signing, but is now seventh at that yeah. position. My uh, my thinking on this is, for, for all the people going bonkers over this story, this thing is not as doom and gloomy as a lot of people think. If this is about money, the Cardinals can keep him. Okay? If this is about giving him a raise, the Cardinals can keep him and make him happy. Yes. What are you smiling about, Jarrett? They, they certainly can. They can, yes. Yes, I agree. They right. certainly can. Right, right. But, but, but this, isn't, this isn't a player going, this place is such a disaster that I am gone. But it could be a combo deal. It, it, it could be the contract. playing on them. Yes. But if, but if it's money and the pursuit of money, then, then yes, I think Buda Baker's got a case and the Cardinals need to pay up. 
I am right in line with you. We'll get into that a little bit today as well. Former Cardinals receiver Chosen Anderson has signed on with the Miami Dolphins on a one-year contract. (laughs) Anderson was a total non-factor for the Cardinals last season. He caught seven passes. I was going to say, I thought he only had two uh, passes caught last year. Right. He was acquired in a trade with uh, Carolina. And just to review what they gave up in that deal, it wasn't much, but it was a lot. (laughs) On the same token, a 2024 sixth-round pick and a 2025 seventh-round pick to the Panthers in that deal. Oof. I know yeah. they're late-round picks, but still. Oof is Oof. right. Zach Gallen combined with Kevin Ginkle and Kyle Nelson on a four-hit shutout as the D-backs salvaged the final game of a three-game series in Miami. 5-0 over the Marlins. Gallen struck out seven over six and two-thirds innings, did not walk a batter. Alec Thomas, Pavin Smith, Christian Walker all had RBI hits, and Corbin Carroll finished off a four-run sixth inning with a home run off of Cy Young winner Sandy Alcantara. D-backs in St. Louis for a three-game series starting today. Merrill Kelly on the mound for the Snakes against St. Louis right-hander Jack Flaherty. First pitch is at 445. You can hear it on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620 starting with pregame coverage at 4 o'clock. Don't look now. Zach Gallen is rolling in his last two starts. And uh, the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs begin tonight with four games in the Eastern Conference. It's a couple of game ones. Carolina hosting the Islanders and then the record-setting Boston Bruins taking on the Florida Panthers. In the West, it's Minnesota visiting Dallas and the Edmonton Oilers taking on the L.A. Kings. There you go. There is your splash for Monday, April 17th. And the Suns, weird territory for them in the last few years. They lose a game one. We'll get into it next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings on this Monday, live from the Ak-Chin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Bickley and Murata talk Suns Clippers now. And the game is over, and the L.A. Clippers have come into Phoenix and taken game one of this playoff series. Again, the final, the Clippers 115, and the Phoenix Suns 110. Yeah, it was the final. Al McCoy, the Hall of Famer, on the uh, final call at Footprint Center in a deflated uh, feeling at the end of that game as the Clippers made the requisite plays to win the game down the stretch, Mm. not the Suns. And let's uh, let, let me put an adjective on game one for the Suns. It was weird. It was weird all the way around. It was weird that they started out the way that they did. It was maybe a little bit weird that Torrey Craig was in the starting lineup after Josh Okogie had been a fixture in the starting lineup. And I thought Torrey Craig, for the most part, played an outstanding game. But that might have thrown off the balance of the bench. The 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 play. Exactly. The, I mean, the the fact that we watched Kevin Durant go through two quarters of a basketball game that he played forty five minutes in. 40, yeah, forty forty four and yeah forty four and change. But he had two goose eggs in two of those quarters. Yeah. It was yeah. it's just a weird game. Yeah, there were people last night, rightfully so, on Twitter saying Kevin Durant looks a little too much like Cam. Johnson <laughs> standing around as a safety valve, hoping the ball comes to him. Okay, that ain't it. Uh, th- to me, there are, there are a few issues here that that the Suns have got to get straightened out pronto. So, I mean, again, it's is it a big deal that you lose game one at home? The statistics will say yes, it is a big deal. 
You mm-hmm. lose game one of an NBA playoff series at home, the stats are not in your favor. Is it a death sentence for this basketball team? Of course not. So, But to me, I, I look at the offense and the dysfunction of that offense, and, and I, I love the way you put it out there. Um, Torrey Craig responded to the surprise start very, very well. He had 19 points in the first 21 minutes, finished with 22 points, um, and, and competed very hard. But the, the trickle-down effect of suddenly changing up who you are and what you're doing and what it did to the bench, why? Why? Without provocation, why? by the way. It, and then you get to the math, the three-point issue of, of the Phoenix Suns and, and how this is an ongoing thing all year long. The numbers wouldn't suggest there was a huge discrepancy in threes, except for the fact that the Suns took three three-point shots in the first couple minutes of the game, barely took another one the rest of the night. Meanwhile, the Clippers hit three huge ones near the end of the game. The math, the three for two, the math. They've got to get up over that. Then finally, my last broad base point, and this is something I, I just I can't stress enough, and I don't know why this keeps happening with Monty Williams in this offense. The idea that the in the last five minutes and nine seconds of game one, Torrey Craig, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul took seven shots. Devin Booker and Kevin Durant took three. Kevin that's, Durant took one shot in the final five minutes of the game. That's indefensible. That's indefensible. I agree. And uh, the one shot Kevin Durant took was an outrageously clutch, gorgeous, deep three ball that the Suns needed. How you're not getting him the ball every... He can shoot over anybody. 619, I shouldn't be getting this worked up already. <laughs> no, you, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the Cardinals offense throwing the ball to the, the fourth and fifth receivers yeah, late exactly. in games exactly. just because they're a little bit more open, more open than, than trying to get the ball to DeAndre Hopkins who could make a bigger play. It, and so I, I don't know what Monty Williams is missing here. It, it's not like he's not been in the NBA his whole life. And and everything down the stretch went through Kawhi Leonard, and you saw how that worked out for him for the Clippers. So then, then you get then you get the end game possession and, and and Devin Booker and and the what people might describe as looking for fouls rather than looking to get a game tying shot and and him in these end game situations. He's been hit and miss in the postseason. Yeah, I mean. There was some debate, uh, you know, after that timeout, you're down three, 17 seconds to go. Are the Clippers going to foul? Are they going to take away the three-point shot? It looked like they were going to play straight-up defense and allow the Suns to try to maybe tie the game with a three-point shot. And Booker somewhat inexplicably drives. And then put up a weird left-handed... Westbrook made a great play, and I'm going to go down... Where where you just went, I mean, the reaction from Devin Booker was in the heat of the play was to put his hands out and complain and take his eyes off the ball, and then the ball flies off his legs out of bounds, and that's your ball game right there. Exactly. Exactly. You gotta get that ball back. That's exactly but it was right. a strange. It was well, just. It because was just he's weird. foul hunting. Instead, he, his his mindset is uh, how do I draw this foul? And 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 that's he's got to he's got to adjust that. And I don't know whether it's a lack of confidence in these end game moments or or not being able to rise up over other people like maybe some other people can. But it, it looked like he had space to fire off a quick three right as soon as the possession began. And uh, but it's one game they can fix all of this stuff. But but I'd be lying if I didn't walk if I said I didn't walk out of that arena going okay. I did not expect this team to look like this in these big minutes down the stretch. And then then to give up that big lead at the end of the third quarter with the lineup of Devin Booker and Jock Landale, and it's like okay, come on. Well, we'll we'll get into that too. There was some real 
just stretches of. I even wrote it down on on a, on a notepad during the game. I was like, "What is this lineup?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here was Monty Williams, the head coach of the uh, Suns, after the game, talking about the Clippers' defense. Well, I didn't think we were organized enough to get those guys shots. I thought we allowed their um, the way they matched us. I thought that messed with us a little bit. Uh, we have to just run our stuff, and that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Just run our stuff, no matter how they match up, and make them play against our offense. Our offense is pretty good. Yeah, it not organized enough, didn't run their stuff. We went into this this playoff series Bic, last week in, in in the preview that we had leading up to this. You know, is 8 games enough? Everything looked easy in those 8 games. The Suns were undefeated. Well, guess what? You're not in the regular season anymore. You're not playing against teams that were resting players. This is real life. What we saw for eight games wasn't what you're going to deal with in the playoffs, and it's got to be a quick adjustment now because, look, I don't think the Suns wanted to be in a position where their second game this postseason with Kevin Durant in their uniform is a must-win game. But guess what? That's where they are. Yeah. You lose on Tuesday night, you're done. Yeah, I think you're right about that. So, we, yeah, they, there's – well, again, we don't have – The Suns have been up 2-0 in two of, in the last two series yeah, they lost lose, in the playoffs. So. two home games to start uh, – yeah, I, I know, right. I know. You're right. The yeah. math is – I know what you're thinking, Jerry. Trying, yeah, I know what you're thinking, Jerry. The last time the Suns went to the finals, they lost the first two games to a team from L.A. Woo, we're in a great place. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the best of five. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, it was just a uh, a strange performance all the way around. It Here's was. more from Monty Williams on the Clippers' defense. We just played .5 basketball, and we got stops. Um, the last part of the third, I thought we gave a lot back. We were up eight, and then just like that, it was a tie game. And um, i got to look at the film and see why. We just I thought we took a couple of shots we didn't need to take. We could have got it to the second side. Uh, they were forcing us to take mid-range shots in the pocket high instead of swinging it to the second side, which is how we got the lead in the first place. Yeah, it was uh, you know a lot to chew on, but the Suns lose by five. They got to figure out a lot of stuff by tomorrow's uh, game two uh, before they head to L.A. Indeed. for game three on uh, Thursday night. Coming up next, uh, the D-backs do get a win on the road against the Miami Marlins to salvage the final game of that series. Uh, we'll get into it with D-backs daily and also... Big-time Cardinals uh, player, Buda Baker, requesting a trade. Will it ever end for the Cardinals this offseason? That's all coming up here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the home of Arizona Diamondbacks baseball. D-backs Daily. Brought to you by the Arizona Department of Health Services. The first step to help is three numbers away. Call, text, or chat 988 to access the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Yeah, things did not get off to a good start in Miami with losses on Friday and Saturday for the Diamondbacks to the Marlins. But on Sunday, they had their streak buster, Zach Gallen, on the mound, and he delivered. But they needed some offense to go along with it, and it was Alec Thomas getting the offense started for the D-backs in the second inning. 2-1. Swung on. That's grounded into center field. RBI base hit Thomas. Carroll comes home to score. It's 1-0 Diamondbacks. Yeah, Alec Thomas knocking in Corbin Carroll. 1-0 there. That would take us to the sixth inning as the pitcher's duel between 
Zach Allen and Sandy Alcantara continued, but uh, Pavin Smith would pad the scoreboard. One, two. There's a line drive base hit. Right field that brings home Rojas, and the Diamondbacks lead it 2 nothing. And he went to an off-speed pitch again. I think it was the changeup, and that one just stays over the plate. And Paven Smith, what an unbelievable job staying on this one. Yeah, 2-0 at that point. Christian Walker would double in Paven Smith and make it 3-0, and then a little punctuation from Corbin Carroll. Here's the pitch. Swing high, fly ball, deep center field. Chisholm back at the track, and he is out of room. Corbin Carroll, a two-run shot, his fourth of the year. And just like that, it is 5-0 Arizona. Yep, 5-0 at that point. Still work to be done to shut out the Marlins, and Zach Gallen was up to that challenge. Marlins threatened, though. Runner at second, one out the pitch. Strike three called. Fastball right down the middle. And Gallen has his seventh strikeout of the ballgame. Yep, uh, and then Kevin Ginkle, Kyle Nelson would come in and work the final two and a third innings and a shutout win for the Diamondbacks, 5 nothing, as they were able to salvage the final game of a three-game series in Miami, and Torrey Lovello gave credit to his pitcher. He's got a, he's got a, um, a killer mentality out there. He wants, he wants to win every game that he pitches, but this is the team that traded him away, um, and he and Sandy came over here together, together from the Cardinals, and I'm sure there's a, a bond that, that will never be broken because of that trade. So he going up against the, the, the reigning Cy Young Award winner, a former teammate, um, there, was, there was a little extra setting, I'm sure. You'll have to ask him. Yeah, uh, Zach Gallon was masterful. Yeah, he's been great in his, his last two games. was great this time out. His curveball was great the previous time out, and, and he did what an ace is supposed to do, and that is win a game when your team is in a losing streak. Yep. That is that is either line item number one or two when it comes to the definition of a pitching staff ace. Yeah, and... Tori Lavello mentioned it there. My son mentioned it to me yesterday, a reminder, that the St. Louis Cardinals, in one trade, sent Zach Gallen and Sandy Alcantara to the Miami Marlins for Marcelo Zuna. That might go down as one of the worst trades in the history of baseball. Every team was makes season for two years. Yeah, yeah, but can imagine giving yeah. up that much talent in one trade? No. Uh, D-backs move on to St. Louis now to face the Cardinals for a three-game series that gets underway today at Bush. Uh, Merrill Kelly against Jack Flaherty, the pitching matchup there, and of course you can hear it on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620. And that is D-backs daily. You've been listening to D-Backs Daily, brought to you by the Arizona Department of Health Services. The first step to help is three numbers away. Call Texter Chat 988 to access the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Arizona Sports, the home of Arizona Diamondbacks Baseball. I walked in here. I, I had a chance to. Um, I, I had a chance to have a Buddha Baker. And a little little story about about Buddha is when I when I came for my when I came for my interview in the, the conference room where we sat down and spoke. There was a picture of, of Buddha on the wall, and I was the only one in the room. And the, the interview hadn't got started yet. And I, I distinctly remember I was with the Patriots at the time. And Buddha came in. We interviewed Buddha at the Combine for our 20-minute interview. And after the end of that 20-minute interview, uh, I think I was ready to run through a brick wall for Buddha Baker. Shmont Diazin forwarded his introductory press conference back on January 17th, talking about Buda Baker. Oh, they ran into a brick wall, all right. They ran into a brick wall. And, you know, Monty Diazin talking about 
Buda Baker the way the Cardinals fans talk about Buda Baker. Something to be proud of in a very dark time for this franchise. And then not long after that, it turns out, Buda Baker requested a trade from the Arizona Cardinals, and that was reported over the weekend. And here we are. The dysfunction continues. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and so this dysfunction, if this is really about money, which has been part of the adjunct reporting of this story, then I think catastrophe be, can be averted here because you cannot you cannot as an organization claim that this is the guy that we want to model our, our culture after. You can't not reward this guy, and you can't – you can't let a guy like this go because if this guy goes, then really I think all hope is going to be lost for this football team. Already there's a feeling that this football season uh, for the Arizona Cardinals is going to be a story of it all coming home to roost. Three, four years of behind-the-scenes internal dysfunction across the board, um, alienating players, the everything that we've witnessed, that it's all coming home roost now mm-hmm. so so I think if you're Michael Bidwell you better you better take care of this dude now I, I'm a little surprised Buda Baker's playing this card with two years left on his contract he didn't strike me as this kind of guy I fully expect DeAndre Hopkins to have two years left on his deal and say I want more guaranteed money that that to me fits his profile entirely I don't expect this from Buda but I understand it and if Buddha is sitting there going, I run through a wall for this team and they rave about me and they, they, they scream and tell everybody else in the building to be like me, well, I'm going to get some guaranteed money here because I, I could, this could be over for me tomorrow yes. and they could throw me to the curb. So, it, it, so really, I think Michael Bid will, would really, really, really be foolish to let this thing uh, extrapolate or ex- expand any more than it already has. But – I'll say this because this is where I think Jared's suspicions are. We're seeing now in the NFL guys with multiple years left on their contracts with no guaranteed with their guaranteed money expired and paid suddenly do this now. And we know that more than really any owners in sports, NFL owners do not like to be told how to spend their money. True. They do not like 100% guaranteed contracts. They do not want their players having secured. They do not want it, Sam. I am. They don't. And so if this gets into the realm of we don't don't extend players with two years left on their contract, then that would really be, what do they they call it, penny-wise and Mm -hmm. pound-foolish? Here's why I was suspicious is because the reports where this request was made in February. Mm Mm-hmm. Said he wanted a new contract. It is now the middle of April, mm-hmm. and nothing has been done. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, now the trade request gets out now. So this is sort of well, don't step you remember, two. Steve Kahn, there's a calendar the Cardinals oh, operate by, Jerry. There's a there's a calendar they operate I thought by. Maybe the new GM had a different calendar. Yeah, like there's a, a far side they, page a day something. Maybe. Calendar that they operate by, but then they blew up that calendar to extend Kyler Murray well, before they well, before they needed to. So yeah. so again, I think that I, I was I ran into some people over the week. And who were profoundly uh, impacted by this story? Who Cardinal fans who were like him? Oh, if he goes, I, it, people are ready to lose their religion over this thing. <laughs> so, so to me, uh, it, they've got to. If this is only about money, if this is Buddha looking at this and going, yes, they can have my loyalty, they can have my reckless ban- brand of football, they can have my zealous approach approach to competition, they can have my role modeling, but not 
with these, not under these terms, not with what's in front of me, I not with all the losing that's in front of me. I don't think I get this it. is an either or. I don't. I honestly don't. And we're sitting here and we're trying to figure out the psyche of Buda Baker, which you think you know for a guy who spent that much time here and he's carried himself as the ultimate professional. I think this is Buda Baker looking at the situation financially, looking at the situation competitively, and then looking elsewhere and saying, if I leave, I can accomplish both things. I can make money and win. Mm -hmm. Both of those things are not possible. At least it doesn't seem like they are possible in the near future in Arizona. Yes, yes. And I talked about it last week. This is a very hard sell when... You know, you've got players leaving. You're obviously in a major transition as a franchise. It's very hard to appease players who conduct themselves the way the Buda Baker does. No doubt. And by that, I mean a guy who goes all out every single all snap all mm-hmm. the time. And you're going to ask him to do that. And it's going to lead to what? It's going to lead to, you know, fatigue. It's going to lead to wear and tear right. and maybe injuries. Without the, you know, it, it, I, I, Buda Baker does not strike me as a guy who would be appeased by the Cardinals saying, "Here's your new deal, and now be quiet about it as right. we rebuild around you." I, I, it doesn't make well, sense to me. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And then there's, then there's, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Now there, all, all, this is a football team. If Isaiah Simmons has actually got a future at safety, is if this is where Jonathan Gandon is sliding him, you're talking about Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker, and Isaiah Thompson. You're talking about there was a time when the wide receiver position was out of whack in terms of dollars and. Per- Percentage of salary cap. Think about the safety room. So I don't know. I it's if this is really. I I can't believe we're living this story all over again. I really thought this organization was past all of this. Well, but I mean, this is you you, you pay for get your, what you pay you for. Pay for your sins. Yep. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can score the hottest ticket in town, Suns playoff tickets. Just text ticket to 620-620. Register and listen for your name today during the 7 o'clock noon and 5 o'clock hours for your chance to qualify for Game 2 tickets to see the Suns take on the Clippers. That's ticket to 620-620. Coming up next, the Suns went out and got Kevin Durant for those end-game situations where they need a hoop. That only works when he shoots the ball in those in-game situations, though. We'll get into that and more from Game 1 next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Bickley and Murata talk Suns Clippers now. Three back and forth game, one game. Those three threes they hit late in the fourth was huge. I think it was a pretty even game until then. Pretty even game all the way around outside of the three-point round. Kevin Durant following the Suns 115-110 loss in game one to the LA Clippers in game one. Uh, it was you know, a, a pretty good game for Kevin Durant. 27 points. He had nine rebounds. He had 11 assists. He blocked two shots. He shot uh, the ball only 15 times. Two other players on the Suns had more shot attempts than uh, Kevin Durant in Game yeah. 1. Devin Booker shot at 19. Uh, DeAndre Ayton shot at 16. Uh, Durant had two quarters, as I mentioned, with, with zero points. And in clutch time, which seemed to be the reason why the Suns got Kevin Durant, yeah. the ball didn't get into his hands for him to shoot no. it, except for once, and he made a big-time three from, from the right side. It was, yeah. a, again... It was a, that was... Look, the, the the bottom line to all of this, Bick, is going into it, we, are the Suns ready to play from a, a chemistry standpoint in the mm-hmm. playoffs? They played eight games with Kevin Durant. It's one game. 
it's you know one game and maybe a seven game series. But they didn't look like they had played much basketball together. No, last night. they didn't. And you can you can look at this game plan and say, okay, what what are we doing here? And and to have a week to come up with the game plan and to have that be the way the offense operates down the stretch, that ain't it. Uh, and you have to look at it that for all the frustration um, fans might have with Monty Williams, think about being the new owner right now because not only is the new owner sitting here going, all right, why didn't they deploy Mikhail Bridges a little better? Matt Ishbia probably rolled into Phoenix having very little knowledge about Matt or about Mikhail Bridges and thought, why, why do we not have Kevin Durant here? And then for Mikhail to blow up the way he is in Brooklyn, you got to think he's wondering. Why didn't they deploy him better? I'm going to tell you this. This is just me. This is my interpretation of it. I'm not saying it's fact. This is my interpretation okay. of it. I'm listening to Monty Williams and Devin Booker talk about Mikhail Bridges last week about how happy they are for him. And I'm hearing a lot of covering of backsides is what I'm hearing. I heard Monty Williams kind of laugh like, well, Mikhail's shooting everything but a gun in Brooklyn. Man, almost as if Mikhail is averaging 28 points per game over 26 games with Brooklyn because he shoots the ball a lot. Matt Ishbia would have every right to say, why didn't you maximize this while he was here? Because maybe I wouldn't have had to trade for Kevin Durant had you done that. Uh, now, again, I'm not saying it's fact, but a new owner coming in looking at this might wonder that. Then he might wonder as a corollary, why did I go and acquire Kevin Durant and make this gigantic move that upstaged the Super Bowl to see him not get the ball in the fourth quarter? <laughs> Look, you're asking legitimate questions. And again, I think it just goes back to unfamiliarity. We talked about it last week. Yes, they played eight games together. 269 minutes in a Suns uniform. We know all all the numbers. We can recite them because it was such a small sample. But... What the, you know, the number that doesn't go on to uh, what we talk about, it's, it's not a number. It's a word. It was easy. It, they were playing non-playoff teams. Yeah. They were playing teams that were resting starters that did not have – they had played one game that had playoff intensity, Indeed. and that was in Dallas. And by the way, they're at home on the couch watching what's Indeed. going on too. This is a different animal. Yeah. And I know the, the immediate – Reaction to last night was, this is what Monty Williams gets for sitting everybody in those last two games. Do you really think two more games was going to make that no. much of a difference? No. no, because they wouldn't have been tests, no. in my opinion. So, so what you're saying is absolutely accurate. And I think if there is a bright spot that will come out of last night's game, if they can make some rotational adjustments and some offensive adjustments, is okay. Now they've kind of got now they've got some 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 scar tissue. That's the first loss with Kevin Durant in the lineup. Yes. First time the Suns have lost a game one in a playoff series with, with Devin Booker. That is true. So so now now they've got some stuff that they've got to deal with, and, and it should sharpen them. Yeah. If this is a championship-caliber team, they'll respond. Yep, Devin Booker talked about that last night, losing uh, game one, feeling different for him. I mean, it's just a series, you know. Um, I mean, as you guys know, I've been up 2-0, you know, and lost it. Um, so I feel like I've seen... Pretty much every scenario as it goes to count, except losing the first one. But, you know, we'll respond next game, and, you know, it'll be fun. Yeah, uh, 
It is new territory, uh, but as I termed it yeah. before, it makes Game Two a must-win. You do not want to well, go on the road down 0-2. It the was a it was a difficult night on a lot of different reasons because the start, the first quarter, the scoring eighteen points in the first quarter that was only one more than you scored against the Mavericks in Game Seven of the first quarter True. last year. It was way too familiar, and you could feel it from your post. It, you know what? It, I, you know what I wrote on my sheet at the end of the first quarter into the second quarter. I wrote two words and a number. Game seven vibes. Mm-hmm. Definitely had that. Definitely to the had Suns that. credit, they overcame that yeah. uh, and, and played much better after right. that. But yeah. th- you know, to come out flat again. So, yeah, and again, how many times did we hear that in last year's postseason? Oh, we didn't have the urgency. Well, wh- that's interesting. When are you going to get it? Where'd you leave it? Where can you find it? Well, it's also. Need it's, 10 bucks to go buy some? And then it's disappointing all over again because when you do overcome that, when you find your groove and your, your momentum in the second half, yeah. when you take the lead and you're at home, you're not That's, supposed to then immediately well, give that is, up and blow is, it at the this end. This is where, that, for all the rotational weirdness from last night, that was the part that I was not vibing with at all. When you were up nine at the end of the third, you don't go to your traditional regular season rotational reps. And you clo- close it out. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. That was a big difference in the uh, game. It was. It was. So listen, so Monty's going to have to wear this one, and he's and this is not going to be an easy wear because again, this I'm I'm sure Matt Ishby has got as many questions as you all have in the listening audience as we have, and and this basketball team better find a higher plane. What's the weird Durant stat now? How many straight Seven losses? Seven consecutive Seven playoff consecutive <laughs> playoff losses. Seven consecutive I think playoff losses. Twenty-five and two in his last twenty-seven mm-hmm. regular season games played this year. Two, yeah, two consecutive home playoff losses for the Suns. Now, again, these things are spanning different seasons, different teams, but still, in in the aggregate, they you know they paint a picture. Um, so, I, so I, 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 my hope is that there is a championship team inside the soul of this particular basketball team, and now it will be awakened after dealing with what they dealt with last night. Yep, absolutely. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620. Right now, I also want to remind you, score the hottest tickets in town, Suns playoff tickets. Just text ticket to 620-620. Register and listen for your name today. We're going to call out a name at 7, in the 7 o'clock hour, in the noon hour, and in the 5 o'clock hour for your chance to qualify for Game 2 tickets to see the Suns and Clippers. Once again, that's ticket to 620-620. A lot more coming up in the next three hours on the Game 1 lost by the Suns. We'll start off the 7 o'clock hour with Vinny's View next. It's Pickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.